0: we are the batman. My name's Mike. And this is Matthew. Uh we got a request not too long ago from a listener and 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 shame on me for not having it uh pulled up in front of me, but uh asking about our uh favorite Batman the Animated Series episodes. It was uh, a Ariel, Ariel Cisney uh is That is who correct. sent this one in. Um, so we thought we would talk. We would put a little spin on it. We're going to talk about our favorites. We're going to talk about the ones also that are. It's our favorite episodes that we think are the best introduction to the show and to Batman in general. I think is is that am I am I
1: doing that right, Matt? Yeah. What I I think what we kind of thought about was, you know, maybe not our favorites per se, but like these are ones that are a nice opening door or or opening into who Batman is, what he is about introducing the characters in the show. That's kind of how I took it. Yeah. Uh, Mainly focusing on Batman. And then we just decided that we'll just pick five. And this is like, if you've never watched Batman or you're a fan of Batman, you've never watched some of these cartoons, like check out these five episodes in our opinion, and it'll give you a good insight into one, how great the entire show is, but two, who these characters are.
0: And to be clear, like we're not ranking these, these are not rated from like least favorite to favorite. Um, It's this, it's just, we just picked five episodes that we just felt were good, a good introduction into it. Uh, And also uh, some of these might be two parters. We're just doing them as one episode. So we'll, we'll, We'll verify that when we get to that as well. But yeah, at the end of the day, this is just if you've you've never, if you didn't grow up with the show like we did, uh, or you just haven't taken the time to go back and revisit it, or maybe you're just morbidly curious. These are the ones that we think like, hey, look, if you really want to get into this show and really get into Batman, check these episodes out.
1: Well, and also with a show like Batman animated, animated series is like, it's not a Saturday morning show. So each season has like 50 episodes. So that's a lot of content of three seasons or two seasons or depending on how you look it up. I mean, it's yeah. over, it's like 150 episodes. So that's Which like I a actually, lot of time.
0: I looked it up to figure out why they did so many episodes in a season. And I actually got a good answer. It's because Go. they put out like 60 episodes in the first season because that way they could get immediate syndication.
1: That makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. In order for an, ep- in order for a show to have, s- to, to be eligible for syndication, it has to have a minimum of like 60 episodes. So they dropped 60 in the, f- or, or 50 or however, whatever the number was, they dropped that many in the first season. That way they could immediately get it syndicated. And that my friends is genius. And lots of money. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just, it's easy money. Cause boom now, cause I, and I also think it speaks to the fact that they knew they had something with the show. Yes, this yes. this wasn't a let's put out a few episodes and see what they're like. No, no, no. We have something special. Everyone watch this.
1: Correct. Correct. I like it. And it was also kind of daily like it. I think originally it was like Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoons because it was more adult, but then it just became like a daily show. So when you yeah. do that, you have to have a ton of episodes.
0: Well, that's uh, that was part of the syndication of it is like once they got enough out, they could run it daily as a yeah. rerun which again just speaks to like, no, like everybody should be watching this show. We have something very great here. It was a total yeah. confidence move and I loved it.
1: It's awesome. And also can be intimidating when you're trying to go against that. So that's why we've kind of picked five for you to kind of get a flavor of it. And then from there you can decide if you want to continue on with the whole series.
0: Yeah. And, and just to be clear, like it's a little murky on the order of the series. So it's when you go find the show on HBO max, it's broken down into seasons, but how it's broken down on into seasons on HBO Max is different than how it's broken down on like the Wikipedia page, and they're in a different order as well. I believe the Wikipedia has them listed in production order, whereas HBO Max has them in release order. I believe, or vice versa. It's a it's a little because this show was released ninety one. It just it was they, they did things very unorthodox with the show. It doesn't abide by the traditional seasonal structure of most television shows. So just how it is on HBO Max, I'll say this right off the bat. The show is very episodic. There's not really an overarching story to anything because it was a kid show. Just watch it how it is on HBO Max. You'll be fine.
1: Yeah. And also, too, is like the show kept changing. Like yeah, I said, yeah. like first it was like a Sunday afternoon, then it was a daily, then it was, then it was. Oh, let's just show because Robin, of course, became all the episodes of Robin were big numbers. So then they just made it Batman and Robin because they wanted to sell the show more. So yeah, it, it changes titles, themes, hour. You know, times it's going to be on like four or five times during its run. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then when and then and and also we're only doing this from the Batman the animated series that was. The uh the early version, which was the uh, with Batman and Dick Grayson Robin, uh, eventually the show, while still remaining in the same continuity, changed to the new Batman Adventures, where Robin was now Tim Drake and Dick Grayson was Nightwing. It was a continuation of the same story, but that's when the show changed to a Saturday morning cartoon. The animation style changed, the the, the writers changed. Um, we're not doing those that's the kind of the second iteration of the show we're sticking simply to the first iteration of the show which is batman the animated series slash the new adventures of batman and robin
1: and or i would the- be remiss if i didn't bring this up and I, every time we talk about this i forget is that before when batman and a made series is on it was on I think it was on one of the big networks or it was on a like a, a different kind of network. So they still had to go by the Saturday cartoon
0: guidelines. It was on Fox Kids when it, when it, when it changed over to being a Saturday morning cartoon, it was on Fox Kids.
1: Correct. But then when they come back later cuz there's actually like 4 or 5 years between I'm the sorry, last
0: WB, not Fox Kids, yeah, Kids WB.
1: So Fox Kids opened them up. Yeah. So that last season they now can use real guns. They now can show Batman actually connecting with hits. (laughs) So if you watch them like third season, the fourth season or however you consider it, like the violence level
0: skyrockets. (laughs) Animated Batman was one of the first kids things to show blood because by the time Batman the Mask of the Phantasm comes out, Joker's losing teeth and Batman's bleeding. That had yeah. never been shown in a kid's cartoon before, and it's after that movie comes out that they realize they can get away with a little bit more with the show, so there's an episode in one of the later seasons, which, we're, again, we're not talking about one of those seasons, but when Joker knocks Harley out of a window and into a dumpster, she's got blood coming out of her mouth. Yeah, yeah. But that was, that was before the FCC cracked down on stuff like that and said, okay, no more. Yeah. No more. Anyway. All right, so Matt, uh, let's let's go ahead and get into this thing. What's the first one you got on your list? I'm sure we're going to have some overlap. What's the first one you got on your list?
1: First one on my list is almost got him.
0: Yep. Yeah, I knew, <laughs> I knew because we you talked about to, it before. This this is a musty episode. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, and I think it it introduces, I mean, not introduces, but it. It tells a story of several of the main villains, Poison Ivy, Joker, Penguin, Killer Croc, Two-Face, and how they almost killed Batman. So not only did you see what they usually do and how their minds work, but you also see how Batman is able to defeat each one. And then, of course, there's a twist at the end. You get to see, you know, some some other coolness from Batman. But I just think it's a very good kind of, you know... I don't, I don't know if this is the first one you should watch, but it definitely should be on the list of ones you watch to just get a feel of the entire show as far as how everything works and how everybody interacts.
0: This was probably my favorite episode growing up. Um, I feel like this was a lot of people. So I've, I've seen this as like the number one on a lot of people's lists of best episodes. And it is for damn good reason. It's a very, very, excuse me, very good episode. Um, it's one of their highest rated in terms of like neil series one of the highest rated on imdb it has a 9.2 this episode was so popular they actually they did this a lot in the 80s and 90s to to show how old we are guys um, where this episode they would do these uh, cassette tape read-alongs with kid shows sometimes where you had like a picture book of the episode condensed down like condensed down by a lot and an audio book with the voice actors and you could read a it was what the help kids read more than anything else, but they would, you could read along with the episode. What's funny is though for the kids book, they cut out the poison Ivy stuff and the endings changed a little bit because it's meant to be like a 10 page book for kids. It's not meant to be like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I had it and I listened to it to death <laughs> to the point where the cassette tape stopped working. Cause that was a thing that could happen kids um what i love i think i think this actual one, this one does i think work as a good first episode if you're going to watch so because it introduces you to a like a bunch of the main villains right away
1: correct yeah yeah definitely and it gets you i mean a, a ton of them unlike any other episode because each one usually concentrates on one maybe two but you have five in this one
0: yeah And it's 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 so good. This is it's also just it's got some of the funniest stuff also because you're watching these villains just hang out and shoot the shit. They're playing poker for crying out loud. Uh, One of my favorite jokes is involves uh, Two-Face and Poison Ivy where he's like, yeah, part of me wants to part of me wants to strangle you. What's the other hat? What's the other part of you want to do? Run over you with a truck. And she just goes, yeah, we used to date. And everyone's like. Oh, got yeah.
1: it. Okay. Yeah, I, yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's great episode. I, I I dare you to find anybody ranking episodes of this show that doesn't put it at the top. It's just, it's such a good episode.
1: Definitely, definitely. All right, well then, going with that, I'm going to go to my number two because I'm pretty sure it's on your list just so we can get the samesies out of the way. How's that sound?
0: Yeah, yeah, it works for me. All
1: right, uh, Robin's Reckoning, part one and
0: absolutely. two. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, this is a two-parter that should definitely be watched back to back. And it's one of, I, I don't know if this one, a couple of the episodes won some Emmys. I don't know if this was one of them or not, but this is a great episode.
1: Yeah. It, it gives you Robin's origin. It gives you, in my opinion, you also get, not, I don't want to say an origin of Batman, but of Bruce Wayne of seeing how Alfred can interact with him and advise him on how to be a better person, let alone just a better Batman. And I love seeing, like Batman before he's with Robin because the Mm -hmm. suit's different, you know? So I I think it's, it's a very good episode when you're just introducing all these things because the, the unique thing in my mind with this Batman movie or this Batman series is that it is clear that Robin is in college.
0: Well, he said, he says as much. Yeah. So so it's like, oh, since I've been away at college, I haven't been around as much. It's like, yeah, that explains why he's not in every episode.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting that usually, especially in the comics or some of the other ones, like, you know, he's a teenager, sometimes even younger than that. He's a younger kid. So to have this be like, no, he's been Robin for years, mm-hmm. uh, I think is a great kind of version of that. And then, they, like I said, to get into his origin, see the two, both versions of them from the past to the present. It's It's astounding. I love it.
0: It's also a great it's it's what's a two-parter and I think each part has one scene. Part 1 has a scene and part 2 has a scene that just yank at the heartstrings, man. Yeah. Like at part 1 and I I think we both had I think I think my favorite was from part 1. I think I remember you saying your favorite was from part 2. My favorite in is in part 1 and it's in a flashback cuz this episode is two-part. The episode is is in two the plot is in two halves. Um uh, You've got the modern day story, which is uh, Robin and Batman feuding over who gets to take down this mob, this mobster. And then in the past, it's how young Dick Grayson's parents were killed, how he came to be in uh, Bruce Wayne's care and kind of how far back this story and relationship goes. There's a moment with young Dick Grayson where he's with Bruce Wayne for like one of the first few times at staying at the mansion and. You know, he's angry and he's upset. And Bruce tells him about what happened to his parents. And uh, Dick says, well, does the hurt ever go away? And Bruce says, I wish I could say yes. Yeah. And it's just this great. I'm getting chills talking about it right now. I got I got, I watched it. We talked about it just kind of off the cuff the other day. And I went and watched it immediately afterwards. And I think I texted you and I was like, man, this thing almost made me cry. Like, Yeah. <laughs> um, if you've ever lost a parent, you know, like it's it, yeah. Like, yeah the hurt doesn't go away, but it just gets easier to deal with. And it was a great human moment of just Bruce Wayne, just being a person.
1: Yeah. And, and I, 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 being a person, but also being finding that person that's like you, you know, and that, that's the thing I think that happens. And and sometimes is almost, I don't want to say unexplained, but kind of like it almost seems from the outside pervy that Batman has all these young kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, but to see like no 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 he's he wants to take care of this kid because he knows what this kid is going through, and through action is trying to make sure this kid doesn't later in life end up where he is at this time.
0: Well, I know, I know we're talking about a different show, but there's an episode of Young in the first season, first or second season of Young Justice where the Justice League is is having their their annual meeting about who to admit as members to the league and the concept of Robin comes up and, and people start the, the, league starts kind of chastising Batman for letting a kid become a crime fighter. And wonder woman's and he tells me, he's like, I did it because he needed, he needed to find justice for himself and to uh, learn what he needed, learn the right lessons. And wonder woman's like, why? So we could turn out like you. And he says, no. So he doesn't. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I didn't have that growing up. Now I can give him a way to find justice the way he wants, but do it, but do it in a way that he doesn't turn out like me. And I think that is never made more evident in, than in the Robins reckoning 2 parter, especially with what happens in part two at the end, the other moment that will choke you up when Robin and Batman finally have it out about like, why is like, why have you been keeping me at arm's length about this Batman? And he thinks it's because, Oh, he doesn't trust me to like, handle this without being too emotional. And Batman's like, I didn't do this to like, like, like keep you at arms. Because I did it because I didn't want to lose you. I was afraid I would lose you. And it's like, damn it, Batman, you're making me feel things. I don't like it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the thing of it is, is what I love about that is what did he mean? Was he afraid that Robin was going to get killed or that Robin would do the killing and thus be lost?
0: I think both. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think either way he was just afraid of losing was essentially his son. Yeah. Like Bruce Wayne, Batman's had a lot of partners, had a lot of sidekicks, had a lot of wards. Dick Grayson was, was his son more so than Damien ever was. And I'm not just saying that cause I hate Damien. Wayne. But, <laughs> um, but this is a great, I mean, this is just, it's a very emotional two-parter and there's a lot of very cool Batman stuff in it too. This great at the very beginning, there's a great interrogation scene with him and Robin and a mobster. Um, there's another great one that takes place in the past when uh, uh, Batman was younger and angrier. Um, you know, it's like, you're going to make me grumpy. You don't want to see me grumpy. Yeah. I never heard the word grumpy said so scarily before, but yeah. it was scary.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always those random moments when Batman is truly terrifying. Um, there's that one Justice League episode where. I forget where he's like in the middle East or something. And the he's stopped these guys. And the one guy's like speaking in Arabic or something. He's like, I know you don't understand, but I will never talk to you. I will never tell you. And he looks down to him and responds in Arabic. I do understand you. And you are going to tell me what I want to (laughs) know.
0: You're just so good. It's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. so yeah, Robin's reckoning, man. Like, I, and I think this is a one that doesn't get talked about enough, and that kind of bums me out. But I think the Re- Robin's reckoning two parter, absolute must watch.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. All right, am I going or are you going for the number three? Keep going, man. Let's
0: we'll see what else. Let's let's see how many other uh, crossovers we got here.
1: I, I picked this one just because, like, honestly, if you remember the episode, you know exactly why I picked it, and it's Joker's favor. And it's, I almost, I almost picked that yeah, one. And it's I almost picked that one. It's the introduction to Harley Quinn. Yeah, And as much as I'm not the biggest Harley Quinn fan, every cos female cosplayer is. and um, <laughs> <laughs> But the character, I, you can't go, you know, considering I haven't liked any of the movies she's been in, but people love it and people love Margot Robbie as a character. And you can't deny the influence that this character has had throughout comics, throughout yeah. movies, throughout everything given that she was introduced for a single episode in a cartoon. And then they were like, Oh, everybody loves her. Let's keep her up. And that's uh, like I said, a hard to but Jokey's favor itself. is just a great episode. Cause you just see how randomly psychotic and unpsychotic Joker can be.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned like, I think it cannot be over understated. Like with, without this episode introducing Harley Quinn, there's so much, in DC comics lore and DC entertainment in general, that doesn't happen because Harley Quinn became such an iconic character after this episode um, that it's, it's almost kind of mystifying. It's not the first time something like that happened with this show. We'll get into another one later, I'm sure. Um, but what Arlene Sorkin did with, with Harley Quinn and yes, Ar- Ar- Arlene Sorkin was the voice actor who did, Harley Quinn prior to Tara Strong uh, taking over uh, later on, what she did with this character really made it her own, and and for the writers to have the foresight of like, man, we really have something with this, and and to keep working at it and making making her more and more of a character, uh, even just within this show itself, is it's fantastic. Oh yes,
1: and if you really want to see Harley Quinn in live action you don't need to go any farther than Oscar with Sylvester Stallone. She is in the <laughs> opening scene of the movie and she plays like the, the girlfriend of this mob boss and she's doing the Harley Quinn voice. You see her live action verbatim, the same kind of character. And it was just like, one of those like what, when and went and what? And I was like, no, yeah, she's doing Harley Quinn right there. It's perfect. So if you're into deep cuts like me, cause sometimes I have nothing better to do. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it's a great episode as well. And and I think it's basically like somebody cuts a Joker off or Joker cuts them off. He yells at him. Then Joker comes back and says, okay, I, I should kill you, but I'm not, but you're going to owe me a favor. And it's mm-hmm. Joker trying to make good on the, or trying to make this guy make good on the favor. That is the entirety of the show or the episode. And it's, it's fantastic.
0: It's interesting how it's, it's such a great episode considering most of it is done from the point of view of just a guy named Charlie. Yeah. Like, like Batman's there. But it's about Charlie and Joker, and it's it's a it's it's an interesting way to do an episode of a show called Batman: The Animated Series. But it's also not the only time we see something like this in the show either. There's a, there's several episodes where it's like, yeah, this one's not really about Batman. Like he's in it, it ain't his story. Yeah, it,
1: it's they're always about him, but they're never his pers- They're not always his perspective. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. All right. What's your number
0: three? Um. So. I also have on here a Joker Harley Quinn episode that I almost picked Joker's favor. I went with this one instead, and I think you probably know the reason why. And that's called Harley's Holiday.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes.
0: So Harley's Holiday is, uh, it, it's a later episode, but uh, basically Harley Quinn uh, gets gets released. She gets released from, from Arkham. She's declared sane. She's declared no longer a threat, and she tries to go straight. And, uh, she tries and people, but, <laughs> yeah, she, she just tries to go straight and, and just, and just do, but it doesn't really work. Um, and she winds up having to work with Batman a little bit. And it's a, it's a, it was, I remember when the previews for this episode the commercials first hit the air and I was like, wait, Batman teaming up with Harley Quinn, what? But, and it's, it's, a, it's a type of story that's been explored several times since this episode. But this is the one that started it off, which is Harley Quinn at the end of the day is just misguided. And she's very much a, it really plays into the idea that, like, yeah, she's a she's a victim of um of Stockholm syndrome when it comes to things with with the Joker and how being left to her own devices, she really does like she she'll never totally be good because of just how far the psychosis goes. But she's 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 a good egg she's just got some issues but part of the reason i picked this episode is because there's a there's a moment at the end yes there's a moment and everyone knows the moment it's been shared on tiktok and instagram and facebook but it's it it is a great moment where you know batman's taking her back to arkham and she and what i love is she makes a blade runner reference is because she says home again home again jiggity jig which is a line from from blade runner um And, uh, but the doctor even says, she's like, the doctor tells her, no, not for, not for as long as you think, like a couple months, we'll have you back out of here. We just need to go over some things. And Batman and Robin are supportive. Uh, Batman like hands her like this, like she wanted, she like wanted this dress and he gives her this dress that she wanted. And, uh, she's like, why are you being so nice to me when I have been nothing but a pain in your ass? And he tells her, he's like, look, I had a bad day too. Once. Yeah. Plain and simple. Just, I had a bad day too. I get it. I get it better than you do. And then what's funny is, you know, she gives him a cute little a kiss. Like she's just being sweet. And then she just full on frenchs him, which is hilarious in and of itself. But then it cuts to Robin who's standing next to poison Ivy in her cell. And they both look at each other like, uh, <laughs> what's this, what, 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 what is. And, and then there's, there's still the kiss lasts like 15 seconds. And they're just like, what is, what do we do here? And then it finally stops and she goes, call me Batman. And he's like, don't, don't, don't push it. Yeah. But he smiles at her. He smiles at her. Like he's, he knows she's having fun and they walk away and Harley's left standing there and poison Ivy is giving her a look. And she Harley looks at her and just goes, what are you looking at? And just goes into her cell. And Harley still has a smile on her because I think, or, or poison Ivy still has a smile on her face. Cause I think even she knows like, yeah. And we see this a lot in the, in the HBO max animated show that's on now, even poison Ivy knows like, Harley's a good kid. She's just had a rough go of things,
1: or stupid.
0: <laughs> or stupid. Well, she can't be that dumb. She went. She, she finished. She became a psychiatrist. I mean, uh, she was a very good psychiatrist.
1: Educated and stupid are two different things.
0: I'll give you that. I'll give you that. She is. She is book smart, but she is number in a rock. But she is. She's. It's just again. This is them saying they knew they had something with this character of Harley, and they really played it for every angle they could, but it's also a great episode to get to see that Batman is not as cold as he is sometimes perceived. Yes,
1: definitely. Definitely. And it, it is, you get those occasional moments, like you're saying, like just a heartfelt guy or being like, I know what you're going through. I've had that bad day. Or like, I know people cause I deal with them every day and they suck. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> They messed up your day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It hurts. Anyway, uh, so what's your next one, man?
1: My next one is Appointment in Crime Alley.
0: Appointment in Crime Alley. Which one is that? This
1: is when it has the first time we see the doctor who's running the clinic in the crime area.
0: Oh, Leslie?
1: Leslie and Batman goes there. And it gives you more of an insight into his background the random people who actually might know who he really is. And it gives you kind of what happened to him, how he becomes Batman. And another one of these, like you see the heart of Bruce Wayne slash Batman. You see um, how helpful he is to other people, even as Bruce Wayne. And I just think it's a really great episode. And again, like this is for me, it's that these are episodes that are going to get, get you to get to know Batman, the character in the show.
0: Is this the one where he goes blind? Uh
1: no, I think that's the other one.
0: There's okay. two. Just, cause because Leslie Tompkins is in several episodes of, of the show, and they're all fantastic. And she's such a great, a great character in the show. Like she's she's not in a, a lot, but she is always her character's so great in the show whenever she shows up. Um yeah, I couldn't remember if this was that one or uh Yeah, there's like else, two or but, three, yeah.
1: but I don't think that's this one if memory serves correctly.
0: Is this the one where he says good people still live in crime alley? Yes. Okay. Okay. I know what we're talking about then. Yeah. Well, it's a great episode. It's it, And also it's, it's, it's a John Daggett episode too, which yes. John Daggett, it's great. It's a, he's a great Bruce Wayne villain. He's not mm-hmm. so much a Batman villain as he is a Bruce Wayne villain.
1: Yeah. And it also, and to give the whole like, Leslie knew him as a kid. Bruce Wayne as a kid. So to have somebody besides Alfred who had a relationship with him before he becomes Batman is really cool.
0: Cause yeah. Cause she was like an old friend of the family and like, um, I don't know if she like was like his, well, she's not, she's a medical doctor. She's not a psychiatrist. So right. Yeah. yeah she's a medical okay. doctor. She's
1: running a clinic down there.
0: That's right. But yeah, well, yeah, so that's she probably I think she was a friend of his dad's because his dad was a was a doctor. So um but yeah, we see that that their relationship goes back very far to, you know, when uh, when his parents died, and she's kind of been there for a lot of it. And I'm sure uh, you know, you know, we see in, in like the Nolan films, like Alfred's like this got this field surgeon training for when he was in the service. We don't really see any of that aspect of Alfred in this show. So odds are she was the one that Alfred called on to help take care of Bruce in the early days of uh, Batmaning. whenever he would get his ass kicked a little too much
1: yeah yeah because I did, like it's kind of funny to think about like the whole the whole thing of Alfred being like a military medic that is something Frank Miller brings into year one it's not yeah. really established before that so depending on how deep the knowledge goes on Alfred if you're basing your stuff on pre 86 Batman he's just the butler <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah, that's very true.
1: So, all right, what's your number four?
0: Uh, my next one is another two-parter, and that is Two-Face.
1: Yeah, I was almost there. Almost there. So
0: I, I picked this one for a couple reasons. One, like, because Harvey Dent is this, like they don't introduce him in this episode and then make him Two-Face. He's in the show as Harvey Dent a lot. Before he becomes Two-Face, which I think is really cool. Yes. Like he's in the, because in, in how they have the episodes on HBO Max, it starts off with, with the Catwoman introduction. Um, he's in that. He's in the uh, the the On Leather Wings episode with where Man Bats first introduced. Like Harvey Dent, he's there for the first episode with Poison Ivy. He's in the show a lot until he becomes Two-Face. Um, but it's a great, it, A, it's a fantastic two-parter because the first episode is all about Harvey and just how insane he really is and has been going for all this time. Um, but it's also a great exploration into his friendship with Bruce Wayne. And there's a moment that happens when in part two, when, um, Batman's kind of having like a nightmare about not being able to save Harvey Dent and it turns into a nightmare about not being able to save his parents. And it's so dark, and it's so like such a great character moment for for Bruce Wayne, um, but also just the depiction of Two Face in this show uh, is is stellar, and it's such a great. This is one of those ones when I was a kid uh, that when I was growing up, I would get excited when it would come when I would when it would come on TV. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I, and I liked. He is probably one of the only characters where his story builds throughout the show. Like, like we said before, most of the time you can just pick whatever episode and it doesn't matter. His kind of builds because like you said, he he appears as a good guy for a while. Then he switches to a bad guy. And I think one of my favorite moments in this is he's being interrogated by some crime boss. He's like, yeah, there's only one problem. You're talking to the wrong Harvey. And he just like
0: starts beating the crap out of everybody. (laughs) Oh dude. His two face voice is so good.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's It's bull from night court.
0: (laughs) I know, right? <laughs> he's got such a, he's got such a, It's. he's like, he's like, there's only one problem. You're talking to the wrong Harvey. It's so, and I'm not doing it any justice. It's such a good, creepy voice. It's Oh, I love, I love it so much.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh, yeah. It's all my honorable mentions. I have two honorable mentions and two face two parter was on there. I gotcha.
0: All right. Well then what's, uh, what's the last one you got on your list? My last one is Perchance to Dream. Uh, I almost picked that one. I almost picked that one.
1: I, I love this episode. It Just this whole like, what would it be like if his parents hadn't died? And yeah. what does that mean for him? And who is he? And like the creepiest moment in this episode is when he goes to read the book and the letters are all messed up. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that that gets creepy is I had a nightmare that the same thing happened. And like, so every time that happens that episode, it freaks me out because I remember that horrible nightmare. I had that one night. Um, And if, for those who don't know when you're dreaming, you can't read Mm because reading is the logical side of your brain and dreaming is the creative side of your brain. Yeah. So if you look at a book in a dream, it's not, it's going to be nonsensical anyway. Um, yeah, I just love that. I love again, this is where in my opinion like this is stuff that's getting into the background of the mind of the man Batman. Yeah. And this definitely kind of delves into what would I have been like without Batman and this is who I actually am as Batman.
0: It's such a it's such a good episode. I really did almost pick this one. Um it's it's a great Mad Hatter episode and I love Mad Hatter episodes. Uh, I really do. It, yeah it's a great what if story in fact i was looking online uh, kevin conroy has actually said this is his favorite episode of the show
1: nice which nice. is
0: which i'm like wow okay all right no it's it's a it's a great episode it's uh it's a great um just yeah it's, it's a great what if because because yeah he's not batman somebody else is he's engaged to selena kyle who was not Catwoman. robin's not a thing um his parents are alive and hanging out with him and uh it, but he, but he slowly starts to pick up on like something's not right here. Yeah, something is yeah. not right, and I'm gonna find out what it is.
1: And I think the book is the final straw that makes him realize that I can't remember,
0: but yeah, no, that's but my. That's, that's it's, it's the it's it's the paper in the books. He can't read anything. Um, and the Mad Hatter and the Mad Hatter later reveals he's like, yeah, like he he hasn't c- uh, compromised Bruce's identity. Um he can't, he just, he thinks he's doing this to Bruce Wayne. He doesn't realize he's doing this to Batman.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or, uh, the the, the vice versa.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He he does. Yeah. He doesn't, he can't view the dream.
0: He just knows he's doing
1: something to him. Yeah. So, perfect. All right. What's your, what's your fifth? What's your fifth?
0: Um, if you know me from longer than 10 minutes, there shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> My last one Let me is, say, uh, part of ice, part of, yeah, of, <laughs> of ice. I personally think is the best episode of the show. Bar none. Hands down. I think it's, what it does for man for and we i have talked about this episode on this show a lot of times so i'm not going to belabor the point but what it does for mr freeze is incredible um the fact that this episode was i mean this won them an emmy for crying out yeah. loud this was the emmy winner um the the fact that like it gets so dark and so deep and so serious that in later syndicated releases they had to edit out some of the dialogue because it was they thought it was too adult uh the part where he says like i'd kill for that yeah. that line is cut uh, which to me makes no sense. It's 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 the crux of the episode to understanding uh, Mister Freeze. It's it's yeah. I don't know what else to say about this. Episode. Also, Mark Hamill's in it, which is kind of cool. He just plays this other guy in the episode. Yep. Um. I don't know what else I can say about this episode. I haven't said a billion times before. Um. This is the, like the version of Mister Freeze that everyone knows now, with the wife in the tube and all that. That was created by this episode. Like this episode. Gave legitimacy to an otherwise goofy villain. And it's so well written, so well acted. Again, Batman's not really the main focus of this episode. We spend a lot of time with Mr. Freeze. It's so good. It's my favorite for a reason. And and I just, yeah, I can't, I can't speak enough about how good this episode is.
1: It's a very good episode. It's unfortunately this is where you're gonna be mad at me. I'm just not a big Mr. Freeze fan.
0: I hate you so I know, much. I know. I'm I sorry. I hate you. Man. I'm just, sorry. God.
1: He's he's cool. It's it's. he's had some, he was he has one of the creepiest moments of all time in the show in that fourth season. Um but Which one? when you find out he's just ahead.
0: Oh, in that lady. Yeah, that was weird. I wasn't on I wasn't on board that, with that.
1: When he just like comes out of the thing. It's like ah
0: we find out his body has just kind of deteriorated. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't,
1: But I got the thing vibes from it, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I like know. Robin or, or Nightwing or whatever. You go, what? You have to be <laughs> <effing> kidding me. <laughs>
0: yeah, that wasn't my fa- I, that, that was the one where I was like, too far, guys. Yeah. A little, little too far. Yeah. A little too weird.
1: It's a, a little weird. It was creepy as hell. <laughs> um. Yeah, but, but I, that's definitely like, that'd have been top 10. I think that'd have been like 9 yeah. or 10 on my top 10, but not for the 5.
0: That's fine. That's but fine. Orleans, you're allowed to do wrong.
1: But, you know, had Batman Sub-Zero, the DVD release, been a awesome. thing you could movie. have put on this list, I probably would have put on the list, because I love that, episode, that show. It's a very good movie. Yeah,
0: it's a, I, I re-watched it recently. It still holds up. It's very good.
1: And anytime you have Dick Grayson doing cool stuff, I'm in.
0: Well, not only that, they released they released uh the, the, that movie Sub Zero around the same time as Batman and Robin as a way to kind of like co like like co-promote it, like as, yeah. as corporate synergy. And it wound up being a better movie than Batman and Robin's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: So is every movie you and I have ever made, but that's a different yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's <laughs> not hard.
0: It's not that that's like that's like saying this is better than that pile of dog shit on my front lawn. Like it's not a yeah, it's not a tall order. <laughs> um yeah. Love this episode. Can't recommend it enough. It won them the Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Writing in an Animated Program. Um absolutely watch this episode. Yeah.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um all right. So yeah. you got any honorable mentions? Um
0: <clears throat> Uh, feet of clay. I, I thought about putting the, the clay face two parter on here. Cause I do really like that character. Um, but I just, I felt like it's a great two parter. It's not if you, but if you're looking to get introduced to this world of Batman, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's quite there. I think it's a good episode, but, um, there was, so there was that one. Um, like I guess I almost picked, uh, your Joker episode. I replaced it with Harley's holiday and, um, I almost picked uh um The Cat and the Claw because I think it's a I think it's because I watched that one the other day. I think it's a neat episode as far as introducing Batman and Catwoman's relationship, but upon rewatching it, um I, I don't think it's I think it's a good episode, but <laughs> they kind of fall in love with each other at first sight as Batman and Catwoman, and I'm not super into that. Yeah. So But it's a good episode. It's it's a good two parter, nonetheless. There's 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 better Batman and Catwoman episodes though. Yeah, yeah, it's a
1: good setup for what we get later. But yeah, it's 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 kind of a, and that's a th- that's the only thing is I couldn't find a really good episode of Catwoman, at least in the first season.
0: Yeah, there there's good ones, but none that were like top five good. Yeah, a, which is a bummer. But yeah,
1: all right, you got any uh anything from that last season? Since we're never going to do an episode just about it, that you want to um uh what do you got i got old wounds which tells the origin of how robin gives up being robin to become nightwing um
0: yeah that's a good one
1: the other one is never fear which is the one where batman gets the the fear toxin that they were developing where it completely erases anybody's inhibitions and fears
0: oh yeah i think you've talked about that yeah
1: i have and just because to see batman not giving a crap about any kind of morals or anything like that. And just like, oh mm. yeah, as vicious and crazy as we think he is, he's holding back. <laughs> yeah. But um but the other thing like that that season has so many great episodes, but the better episodes have nothing to do with Batman.
0: Yeah, because like if I had to pick some it would be like um like Mad Love, yes, which is an all Harley, and it's, it's the origin of Joker and Harley. It's got my my favorite my, one of my favorite moments from Joker. I use this quote a lot, which is "If you have to explain the joke, there is no joke." Um, yeah. It's a it's a, but again, it has almost nothing to do with Batman. It's all about Harley and Joker.
1: Um, yeah, you scratch my back, or you scratch mine. The one where it's Catwoman and Nightwing teaming up. It's a great episode. Yes. It, has, it has nothing to do with Batman. Uh-huh. I will say also
0: like like Legends of the Dark Knight is a cool episode yeah. because it's these three kids telling their stories about what they think Batman's really like. And one of them is a throwback to like the 60s cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is a throwback to Batman, the Dark Knight Returns. Um, there's references to like Batman Forever because it had been out at that time. Yeah, um, But again, it's not really about. Our Batman, it's about these kids and what they think Batman's like.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting episode, but not an introduction into Batman. So,
0: yeah, um, Over the Edge is pretty good, which is the one where everyone, where everyone, because of Scarecrow, they think Batgirl's dead and the police are after Batman, and, um, Joker's Millions is all about Joker. Holly, you know what Holiday Nights isn't bad.
1: I liked Holiday Nights because it tells, you, shows you everybody's little way they do things, and it has that really creepy. All the kids are stealing stuff, and it ends up being Clayface as all the little kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a neat it's a neat little anthology episode. And then I mean, sins of the father is pretty good, which is the how Tim Drake becomes Batman. You mean Robin? Uh, or yeah, becomes Robin rather. Uh, but yeah that season which on wikipedia is listed as season three again it's kind of confusing you just kind of roll with it um it were all, I mean, none of them were bad there were just some that were better than others and most of the best ones were the ones that weren't batman centric which is weird yeah um I think the best Batman-centric one is the crossover with Superman. Honestly, <laughs> oh,
1: that's the best, of <laughs> which is really ever. good. I mean, it's very good. So that have been that have been just my list. Had we been able to use this season,
0: <laughs> I know. Like, like it's like it's like uh, my pick is the Batman-Superman crossover and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> you had
1: the template for a great live action film. Why did nobody use it anyway? Yeah, well, that's our list, man. What it, uh, tell us what you guys think? What are some of yours? Or if you've never watched the Batman animated series, go by our list and tell us if it kind of gets you into the show.
0: Yeah, le- let us know how mad you are that we didn't pick a single Rosal Ghoul episode, and, and we'll tell you that like the episodes of Rosal Ghoul in the show are fine at best. Um, they're fine. <laughs> They're fine. There's nothing wrong with them, but like, the the first time he shows up in the show, it's a boring three parter.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: it's, it goes way too long. <laughs> yeah. the, the the things you could have
1: really done to make that cool because he like I said, he's one of my favorite villains, and he's just kind of just always there doing this kind of weird voice like uh, okay, I guess that's what we're doing.
0: My my favorite my favorite Ra's al Ghul episode isn't even about Rosalghul. It's about Jonah Hex. Yes cool episode it's got nothing to do with anything yeah (laughs) um so yeah anyway let us know what you guys think and uh thank you again to uh ariel for the uh for the episode idea we love it hope you enjoyed this as well hopefully you guys get something out of this uh let us know what you think you can let us know uh first of all make sure you guys on our twitter at we are the batman uh we've got a pinned tweet with our google with a google form you can fill out any questions you might have or episode suggestions, or let us know what we did wrong. We love to hear from that. And you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shang.
1: And you can find me at Mr. J Ninja on Twitter, or, you know, if you want to come by to www. group, wait, www.facebook. No, good night www.facebook.com slash group slash fanboy junction with the K. You could, you know, if you have something you want to talk about or hint at or dispute about what we discuss in this episode, I'm always down for a nice conversation.
0: That's about it. That'll do it for us, guys. We'll see you next time here on We Are the Batman, same bat time, same bat podcast channel.